Welcome to Survivor Cast International. I'm Cody. I'm Jacqueline. And today on the pod, after a long winter slumber, the podcast reemerges in full force to cover Survivor Australia, Season 7, Episode 1. We crawled out of our cave. And did not see our shadow. Meaning that there's six more months of Survivor content. Is that how it works? Isn't it like if he sees his shadow, then he's scared and he goes back and hides? It's like if he sees his shadow, there's four more weeks of winter. Yeah. If not, spring is on its way or yeah. some shit. Yeah. But he apparently died today, didn't he? So spring is here. No, I mean Survivor season's here. Exactly. Survivor season's here, and we're hopping in with fucking South Africa. No, Australia. Oh, why do I have <laughs> South Africa written down? We're going to Australia, Jacqueline. Jesus. Boy, off to a great start. So we have been away since about November, um, and this Friday we are dropping... Since November? Since November. We, our last series that we covered was the Syracuse Mind-Body-Soul finale in November. Were we married yet? Yes, it was like November 20th. Okay, cool. Think we'd just gotten married. Woot woot. Uh, he didn't murder me. I did not murder Jackie. Listeners, She's still alive. I wasn't murdered. I haven't been maimed. Neither of us died of COVID. Neither of us have gotten COVID. No, not yet. Or pregnant. We're very excited about both <laughs> no of those No pregnancies, things. no COVID. We're going down under. I like that hat, mate. Put another like, shrimp on the bobby down under. They're all booing you. I got to get them out of my system. Right I know. I got to be a dumb American oh, man. right up top just to get awful, out of my system. Awful. Go sit in the corner. We're going to catch up on Australia. Croc would have just bitten your leg off. Oh, Croc. Sorry. I can't wait to talk. <laughs> to, I can't wait to talk Croc. What a, what a Croc that guy is. But in a good way. Not like a crock of shit. Like a crocodile. Yes, like a crock pot. Oh, like a like a crock arena. Uh, I I should have ended. <laughs> um, yes, we're gonna be covering Survivor Australia. Woo! We're gonna be dropping the first three episodes to coincide with the episodes that dropped in succession. So we'll be catching up starting Friday. I think you can find all three episodes live at once. Is the intention? Yes. Yes. At the same time, we're going to be doing every other Friday UK rewatch Redux. Absolutely. Going back across the pond. We're forgetting the fact that we ever did watch alongs. Yes. And starting fresh, re-immersing ourselves into Survivor UK and doing it the right way with a recap. That's right. Whoopee Week 2022 is on the horizon. Yes. And we will be doing Sister Acts. Absolutely. 100%. No question about it. Hallelujah. Hell fucking yeah. And uh, we're also... Amen. Syracuse coverage <laughs> coming. Which, that's another A little throwback solo, to yeah. Cody's solo bolo time. You might appear here and there. Maybe. But we're back. I have to go back to work in person. Yes, I work, so... <laughs> I work in the podcast studio. I'm going to start sleeping and eating my <laughs> meals in here. Well, just, that makes me sad. Just kidding. You don't want to sleep in the bed with your wife? <laughs> I put a race car bed under the podcast desk. So again, you don't want to sleep in the bed with your wife? Of course, I'd rather sleep in a bed with my wife, not 
in the studio. Now listeners are understanding why we've been gone since we got married. <laughs> yeah, constant tension. Me <laughs> attempting to sleep in uh, awkward not... children's beds. Uh, see, oh I, God, I, see, I, Jesus! I was purposely avoiding that phrasing. Hallelujah! There's no children um... in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> They're just intended for children. Yes. Children-sized beds. I have a rule that if a child has ever <laughs> slept in a bed, I'll refuse to sleep in it. Ah. that's know. That hasn't worked out in your life so far. I don't know. Look into it. I, I held true. I'm, okay. Look into it. I will. So that's what we have. We'll, and we'll tweet out, you know, find us on Twitter, at INT SurvivorCast. Uh, we'll tweet out our drop schedule. We're going to have a consistent weekly schedule. How many times have you heard us listeners say that we're going to be fucking consistent with our drop schedule? Turn over a new leaf. It's a new year. <laughs> Being Hashtag consistent. we're back. Hashtag dirty 30 consistency. Mm, I don't like that, but <laughs> I guess. Should we jump into Survivor Australia episode one? Hell yeah, but are we going to jump in as blood or water? Splash, splash. So it's blood versus water is the the season theme. So we know that it's going to be people who love each other or are just somewhat tangentially related. Right. Family members of some type, depending on how broadly you define family. Maybe you're like cousins. Or brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. Um. Okay, here's a question. If you were going to be on Survivor Blood versus Water, what family member, not I cannot be chosen, would you want to bring with you? Hmm. My dad, obviously. Your dad's a pretty good choice. He's like old and kind of beaten, but there's the heart of a champion under he there. He could build the shelter and help catch food. He's and... pretty solid on the social game. Yeah. He could work through a lot of his pain. Maybe do well at like puzzles and shit. I don't know. He he would be like, uh, he'd be your elder statesman, like that old dude who like owned like a Bronco like Tom senior from American survivor. Do you remember that guy? No, he's like some old dude who like owns a cattle ranch and like, you know, he's okay at some challenges. He's not a huge liability, but really comes in strong on social and like, yeah, camp life. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's your dad's zone. I would probably pick what I pick Zach or Nick pick one of my (laughs) brothers. It's like, do I go with Zach? My button down married, responsible, kind of stick in the mud asshole brother or do i go with nick my chaotic (laughs) has no home or job endlessly charming kind of you know who knows what type of shenanigans he'll get up to feel like you would win over both of them i'd win oh if we're like like, if you come down to it you don't think nick could pull through and no he might he'd burn too bright Uh, that's what i was gonna say he would definitely get like Four episodes deep and then drive some people fucking crazy. How did he sneak heroin onto the <laughs> island and get Brianna pregnant? Oh, my God. <laughs> and stab somebody. And Brianna's mom. <laughs> She's not even here. He fell off a fucking cliffside. Now he's <laughs> presumed drowned. and We couldn't find his body. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. Should we just jump into our recap? Yeah. Remember, we're jumping into blood and water. That's how we got All right. here. All right. Feet first. Here we go. And as a pod, we've Splash. never we've never gone down under. Dun, 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 we've under. never put a shrimp on the bobby. That's my I mean, I have. That's my didgeridoo impression. I said as a podcast. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about that. You've been to Australia. I have. I've 
dove the Great Barrier Reef. You've been to the Sydney Opera House. I have. I climbed the Sydney Bridge. Goddamn, you're like a bona... You're practically a certified Australian. Listeners, no, if you're from Australia, <laughs> you can... Uh, I spent two weeks there. <laughs> but I did live in New Zealand for a while, and that was pretty great. I don't know if there's, like, contention they, right, between like, Australia and New Zealand, hear, or are they, like, buddies? They want to hear you bring up curious. New Zealand in a breath after you mention australia <laughs> and that was pretty cool the yeah, new zealand you know. portion <laughs> they were both fun did you enjoy your time in australia i did enjoy my time in australia saw lots of like fruit bats hanging out did lots of swimming koalas got to touch I, I don't know if that's like kosher i think yeah. wild koalas maybe carry chlamydia i think you can touch just you know, like at a petting zoo. I'm sure it's fine. It was like a zoo zoo. Saw the kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Boxed a kangaroo. No, but uh, fed some wallabies. Ooh, some Roccos. Yeah, they ate grass out of an ice cream cone. I've never been to Australia, but I am tickled by like the 80s into the 90s American obsession with Australia. Where like Crocodile Dundee becomes a major movie star and... You know, there's just uh, the Outback Steakhouse and um, Mary Kate and Ashley Foster's. go down under sure. or something like that. There's like a brief period where Americans become just entranced with the exotic land of Australia, right? And it like briefly dominates our all pop the culture. Animals and it's great, right? Australia's We're cool. It's just the, it's a very different. The fucking toilets go the opposite direction. They've got a, you drive on the other side of the car on the other side of the road, <laughs> right? They've got a type of animal that we don't have here. The marsupials, lots of, lots of cool animals. Yeah, a whole class of animal we Right? Have, exactly. Yeah. Pretty neat. Very cool. The beers are big and the people are rowdy. Can't that's, wait to that's go That's like back. a stupid American approximation of right? Australia. No, that's silly. But Feel that's okay. free Love to it. reduce us. If you're an Australian listener, please tweet at the podcast, at INT Survivor. Tell us that we're fat, stupid Americans. Yeah, who that's all valid. voted for Donald Trump and are like oh, drinking God. lead-filled water and I mean, destroying our country. All except for one of those is true. Right. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. So blood versus water. We get like a few relationships at the top. Where it's Just like... to even wind it back one step further. Okay. There's the acknowledgement Ooh. of the, and I hope I don't butcher this. I apologize if I do the Guadhala people. G-U-D-J-A-L-A. Okay. Uh, at the top of the, the Love episode. Love that. Uh, the traditional custodians of the country and pay respect to the elders of the past, present, and emerging. Mm. It's a nice thing I've never seen on American Survivor, just taking a step to acknowledge some type of Aborigine or Native peoples. I love that. It's a classy move, Survivor Australia. Hell fucking yeah. Am I wrong that Survivor South Africa did something similar, I believe, at I the start of their recent season? Pretty sure. It's a good trend that a lot of things are moving toward. It, I mean, it's kind of. I hope it also comes with a check, you know, yeah. like portion of your pros- proceeds for utilizing the land, you know, like. That it's not just lip service. That which there's some... It definitely is just lip service, probably. But most likely, hopefully not that hopefully they donate to some charities or do some type of something. Right. Hopefully. So. And then uh, just, yeah, we get a little bit of an intro, uh, you know, apparently last season was in the desert and they talk about it being now in an ancient wilderness, but I think still in Australia. Yes. 
Probably a COVID thing. Love that, though. I mean, like, if you have so many different, like, oh, what am I thinking of? Climates. If you have so many different climates, it's super fun to play with that all within your own country. Absolutely. Something that South Africa was doing with their wild coast stuff. Yeah, you know. for sure. Um, And yeah, it's blood versus water, which is always a fun twist. And American Survivor has done that a handful of times. I'm just so fucking stoked to be back in Survivor. And back in Survivor in like a professional Survivor manner, not like chilling with the college babies or, you know. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm so excited to be back in Survivor, back in professional Survivor, and back, back in, in international professional Survivor. Survivor. Yeah, fuck yes. yeah. Okay. So, we, do you want to run down the few people that we do kind of get? some relationship info on up totally. top. We start with Jordy and Jesse, some surfing brothers that like to hang out together. One is very athletic and a little bit younger, and the other is a little bit more hipsterish, riding the skateboard, has the mustache, both blondies. Yeah, one's like dirty blonde, one's like bright blonde. And I'm kind of, I mean, we get to know Jordy a little more than more. we get to know Jesse, but I think they're both pretty like solid players so far. Jordy has the mustache. Yeah. Jesse is the one who's a little bit younger and is baby faced. Yes. Jordy, can I just say up top that Jordy has a fucking solid mustache? He does have a solid. He, and he, like, I don't think very many men it suits can his pull, face it so well. Looks great. It's not super big, it's Jordy, not ostentatious. It, mustache Jordy, man forever your mustache is on point okay and that's coming from a man with a big mustache but you yes um okay and the, then kg and sophie sisters which i thought that kg was definitely the younger but sophie's younger than kg or kj that's interesting they are self-described sneaky alpha players huh i don't i definitely get that vibe from sophie as she's like in her tribe as we get going but not so much with KJ. I like that. They also say that Sophie is KJ's puppet. That, like, they'll have Sophie throwing out ideas and being, like, the face of the operation while KJ's in the back. Okay, you know, so that makes sense. The puppet Be strings. a little more quiet, letting things. But the mastermind, running the show behind the scenes. The man behind the curtain. Then we got Croc and Chrissy. Yes, talking Croc. Uh... Croc is this big mountain of a man. He's yes. like a big square beard. Looks like a farm man, kind of. Like, I run land and animals. <laughs> right, a big hardy <laughs> fella. Yes. He's oxen-like, if you will. And, and he's apparently a professional footballer, it seems, right? Rugby player, I rugby. believe. Rugby, okay, yeah. cool. Um, and then, yeah, his sister-in-law, Chrissy, and it like seems like maybe they all live together or just like spend a ton of time together. Chrissy's got three kids. They and... seem to be very different personality-wise. I'm intrigued that they chose to play together. Yeah. Particularly because Chrissy's 100% a Survivor novice. Doesn't seem to know no anything idea. about it. Absolutely no idea. Like, oh, Tribal Council, that can't be where we're staying. Like, yeah. So fucking funny. A novice in a huge way. Then we got Con and Amy, who are brother and sister. Con! Love this. Con! He... Like Wrath of Khan? Oh, okay. Have you ever heard that? Before? I don't know. You're Probably. just yelling Khan at me, and I have no clue what you're fucking referencing. You didn't immediately get that reference? No, no idea. How popular is Star Trek outside of the United States? <laughs> He's probably, of course, heard that joke a million times and hates my guts for doing it. Absolutely. That. Especially the first thing that you say about him. Before you actually say anything about him, you just yell his name. Khan! Oh, God. Okay, last um, time I'll do it. Yes. So. Him and Amy are brother and sister. 
um really dig this this vibe very interesting khan has been on master chef yes he's failed at master chef twice <laughs> competed <on MasterChef. laughs> he has been a competitor on master chef twice um and then we've got mark and oh wait no no andy and kate um what andy I, I apologize. andy is an old player and his sister kate is coming in as his like um personality Yes, he um he does has his personality. <laughs> Apparently, he's weak on the social game, so he's brought in his sister as a ringer to boost him in that aspect. We do get a flashback of Andy on the show previously, and he looks rough at the time of being voted off. He, he looks, looks like maybe like he looks like he's recovering from drugs. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he looks pretty haggard. Um, um and then. Yeah. And the last thing he did was, as he was voted off, like famously, like ousted Dave, another player, his idol. That's so that's a, like an interesting thing to kind of be notorious of. And his sister calls him a strategic genius, which I'm not sold on. You can tell that the sister definitely like idolizes him. It seemed like it. That's cute though. A little little sister role. A little bro and sis love. Um, and then Mark and Sam. Then we have Mark and Sam, um, who. Also have competed together. They were boot. I they have a very interesting dynamic. I feel boot. They fell in love on Survivor and got booted off because of it real early. And now they're back as a power cover. They they played as water. And now they're playing as blood. I fucking love it. That's a really I, lovely story. So cute. They're like the Boston Rob and uh, what, Rachel. Aim? No, Susie. <laughs> Boston and... They're like Boston Rob and his wife. Yeah, whoever she is. <laughs> Who's definitely as famous and well-known as Boston Rob. Absolutely. Um, speaking of Boston Rob... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Eagle One, the chopper arrives, bringing a surprise player. How, how much did this blow your mind? I mean... It blew my fucking mind. I was not expecting it at all. I had no idea. It made me so happy. Sandra of American Survivor. Sandra. The... Which I don't even love Sandra at all. It's just like tickling I... that she's like here to do this. I feel like I don't always love Sandra, but then I kind of always am begrudgingly won over by Sandra. I'm right. Sandra. And but... her daughter, Nina. Yes. The self described queen of survivor yes princess nina in tow um arriving by chopper two-time winner i'm so curious how she's gonna in and you know we'll talk about how it goes on this episode but how she's going to integrate into like is that will there be a culture clash hmm. will they play the game differently than she's used to and how much animosities are going to be like, oh, you've both won before and you're an American. Will those well, two things rear their heads? One thing that she does bring up almost immediately is like what I know, like I've watched all the survivors, right? I've watched all the Australian survivors. Which it's is very, smart. Yes. It's very physical, which I mean, we see like right off the bat here. But it like and we've commented about it before on international survivors is like often very like very physical, very physical rely very heavily on your physique the challenges and your in particular can be yes. more brutal physically than the american challenges always are and more consistently physical i feel like and that's not sandra's ball game like that's not her forte 
So I'm ex- I'm excited to see how she's going to have to change. Like, I don't think they'll put up with her chaos and being bad and challenges. She Chaos is a good word. She's a chaotic player. She, like, purposely brings in chaotic moments and often will opt out of challenges. And I think you're right. I wonder, she makes mention of it in her intro. I wonder how consciously she's trying to play a different game than she usually does. Yeah. Okay, before we... Okay, and they find out that they're right away up top. You're not playing on the same tribe as your loved ones. Playing against each other. You're going to be split from your loved ones. Before we take our first break, should we take a breakdown of the two tribes? Yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have the red tribe, which represents blood. The blue tribe, which represents water. Were you able to get down everyone on both tribes? I believe so. I might be missing a few people on the red tribe. My one criticism of this episode is it doesn't go out of its way to break down here's everyone on this tribe. Here's everyone on that tribe. And we're putting names with names people are not when on up. the screen. That's and hard. Sometimes it's like, Oh, we're getting like this person's talking and their name isn't on the screen. And then it leads into like showing their name of, across the full screen. And yeah. You get, like, like gives them their like a full character introduction kind of, but so few people, so few people. And even with that going on, please just throw the name and their relationship to the other person on the screen every time times. they're talking. First three episodes at all times. That being said, <laughs> for the Blood Tribe, I've got Jesse. Yes. We have Sophie. Cool. We have Kate. Okay. Croc. Okay. Sandra. Mm-hmm. Amy. And Sam. Okay. I still don't know who everybody is. No. Still working on that. It's going to take some time. On the Blue Tribe. Water Tribe. We've got Jordy, mm-hmm. KJ, Andy, Chrissy, Nina, Khan, Brianna, Mark, Alex, Shay, and Josh. Yeah, you're definitely missing I'm definitely some missing, people I there. I'm, I'm missing like up to three to four people on the Red Tribe. At least. Yeah, it's cool. Not at least because they should be about even. They should be exactly even because it's one person for a loved one. Then I'm missing four people. Okay, Okay. cool. That's not bad. Not too bad. Anyone jumping out to you so far right away? Anyone that you like after episode one, you want to put your horse behind or your cart behind? They're the horse. You're the cart. (laughs) Or the opposite. They could be the cart and you could be the horse. Any any carts you want to pull? There are some people that I'm really enjoying so far. I think Nina is super, super intriguing. Nina Um, is very intriguing and has a great first episode. I think she definitely (laughs) melges into the tribe just a little bit more than I noticed Sandra doing with her, like, opposite. Absolutely. And, uh, like, I'm excited to talk about where things go a little bit later this episode with her. Um, And I really like the kind of group that she's forming around her. I I think Mark is really standing out to me. I think Mark is a really strong player who's going to be very careful, go very far. He's got that winning combination of physicality, strategicness, and he's played before. He's also like going out of his way to not put any type of target on his back. My note about Mark here is that he's a super smart guy. Um, Like really really smart yeah and he like seems really like proper and like yes um might come from his military training yes i feel like if and i don't know if it's because he's australian 
and I just or and it like his accent is just charming or whatever the sure, fuck. Sure. But I feel like if he was a- American and the exact same person that he is on this show, I wouldn't like him nearly as much. Okay. But maybe also it's like his like on paper characteristics. I would ball him up and throw him in the trash bin. <laughs> okay. But like he is very polite. I yes. like that. Like he takes a step back and it is strategic. Like he describes why he's doing it and like glad that Andy's taking over and all this stuff, but he's not coming off like he is taking a step back. No. He, and, and I and really, like, it, I'm in his super talking impressed. Head, it's, it's clear that that's a conscious choice, but you're right. He's not, it's not, a perception that he's letting other people let on. I love him and Nina running this whole Nina fucking show. Nina and Mark are like an amazing power duo. Yeah. And like no one would see that coming, I feel like, either. Yeah, so we've got some good first impressions. Uh, we can jump into the reward challenge. And Hell yeah. And when we come back from a break, uh, before that, I've just got a quick 30-second clip I'm going to play. Love it. I shall leave you as you left me. As you left her. Okay, thanks. Thanks for putting that into some context for me. That one's for you. Some context. Context. Con. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Survivor Cast International. We are diving into the reward challenge here for this fantastic first episode of Survivors Australia. And it, it is legitimately a, a really fun first episode. It's great so far. And this reward challenge is no exception. It's a really fun challenge, really dynamic and fun to watch as a viewer. It looks like it might be fun to even participate in. It's the classic... Run and get the ring, pull against someone else and p- touch your pole, but... It has, like, a giant... Giant slip and slide Giant slide. slip and slide, and, like, it's kind of like a slip and slide and a slide, because mm-hmm. it's not just flat on the ground. It is, like, a platform thing that you're Sliding losing elevation Sliding down on. into the water and running, and it's yeah, then fantastic. There's a, there's a pole for each tribe. You're, it's you versus another person. You slide down, you grab, like, what's essentially a lifesaver, a... a you know, a circular type buoy thing. And uh, you have to grab it and then touch your pole. And Cody, what is this reward that they're fighting for? They are playing for a blazing fire pit, a fire pit with a fire included comfy seats, wood and tinder. And a flint. Um, And flint. Yes. Um, So right away, and it's, they're going, you know, family versus family. That's how it's set up. Head to head against their loved ones. It's interesting that the, the one, two, three, the, like the groups that we met at the beginning are the groups that do the head to head. So I'm I'm assuming it's kind of edited with that in mind. That's my thought, right? Whoever ends up in this challenge must've been who they decided to give us the talking heads about. So with that in mind, round one, we have Jesse versus Jordy, brother versus brother. Jordy's on the blue and Jesse's on the red. And I love that Jordy is just like in his fucking overalls. Yes, he gets some a little bit of mockery for the overhauls 
But, I mean, he's pulling it off. It's a good look. And he ultimately takes it and wins it. This is what, so you called this out right away. And I think it's apparent, especially in the first couple of heats, getting there first is not always an advantage. Sometimes if you get there first, like, because I believe uh, Jesse does get there first and is holding onto the ring. And then his brother's able just to kind of grab onto it and manhandle him around. Well, and Jesse makes a mistake. He puts his body inside the ring. He's like, oh, I'll just like wear it. But then you don't have as much control over it. So Jordy was able to kind of like. I think we're getting a mix up. Jesse wins and Jordy. Jordy's. No. Jordy wins. Jordy wins. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting a mixed up. The then. older brother, Jordy wins. Stashy. Stashy won. Okay. Yeah. And so like, yeah, Jesse was like in the ring and Jordy was able to kind of get control. And by the time that Jesse got out of the ring and tried to do the same thing, Jordy was Jordy had already gotten far enough that he was able to take it. Totally. Uh, heat two. It is Sophie versus KJ sister fight. And Sophie, younger sister, takes it. She really flies down the slide. We see this a couple times where one person, like, I don't know if they get off to a better start, if they just have a cleaner aerodynamic, you know, run or body, or they're a little heavier. Was it KJ that had her arms, like, four inches above the slide and looked, like, super, like, supermanning it down i don't know if i, I saw someone that. was doing that and it was hilarious looking it almost looked like kj like smacked her face on the slide oh, or something on her yeah. way down i'll go back and find who it is and snap a picture and drop that on our instagram of whoever's supermanning it down it boils down to a tug of war between the two of them but sophie is able just to use her brute force and uh pull kj pretty much to the pole and then it's tied up and that's for the red team yes so then we got Andy and Kate. And now here is the one example that counters the like getting there first isn't a good idea. Andy gets there so much ahead of Kate that he just tosses the ring really close to his pole and then is able to book it to the ring and like boom right there. It's good strategy. It worked out well for him. This was like definitely the most gentle of the competitions. This was the most easygoing of them. Kate got squashed. Uh then it's Croc against Teddy. Yes. Oh no, it's uh, sorry. Croc I have cuz he's a Teddy off the field. When he's yes. not playing rugby, he's a big Teddy bear. But Croc is going against his uh sister-in-law. Yes, he just looks like a fucking tank. And, like, he's definitely way heavier than Chrissy. He's just flying down the slide. And I, I'm... This is the first one where I'm wondering, is Croc kind of letting Chrissy, like, tug him along to make her look a little stronger, to make her, like, look good Maybe. to her group? Maybe. I think that he might be trying to play that up for her a little bit. I really feel that. The host plays it off as like, oh, is he just playing with her? But I think that's an interesting concept, especially because the host really hits on like, you know, you have to think about if you win, you are sending your loved one to tribal and so well, on Well, this so is forth. just reward, so not yet. Oh, you're but... right, you're right. That's later on. But yeah, I mean, maybe he is giving her a moment to look stronger than she is, although it is kind of undercut by the host. Yeah, a little bit. And then, okay, so and that's for... Croc the... is in his element, and he wins. He wins the point. And for the red. So now we're two red, Sophie and Croc, and two blue, Jordy and Andy. And it's first team to three is going to yes. win. So this is, uh, you know, blue could win it here. And, of course, so it's could red. Nina versus Sandra. 
got to come down to the queen and the princess for the win. Sandra, like when she's going down the slide, she just gets so crooked. She's like going almost completely uh, horizontally. But still gets there much quicker than Nina. It's neck and neck. They seem pretty evenly matched for most of it. But Nina's able to break free of Sandra at some point with the ring and then just runs to score. Nina is being super smart, really strategic. I watched her. She twisted it three times. First twist, loosened it in Sandra's hand. Second twist, really loosened it, but Sandra didn't like change her grip. Third twist, she was able to twist it right out from under her and then booked with it. Yeah, I mean, Nina's definitely, in this first episode, just showing herself to be a super formidable, smart player. And not worried about killing their mom. No, not worried about going toe-to-toe with their mom. Definitely not going easy on their mom. Uh, so, yeah, and then, so, blue team wins. Mm-hmm. And then we spend a little bit of time with the Blue Tribe. It's really funny. Before we spend... Well, okay, hold on. Is Chrissy on the Blue? Uh, Chrissy is on the Blue Tribe, yes. Okay, cool. Chrissy is the first talking head that we get, and you get her, like, describing how much she hates the outdoors, how much she, like, doesn't like bugs or sleeping on the ground or, like... She's got the wrong shoes. Her fake tan is coming off. And she's like, as I'm, like, describing this, maybe I shouldn't be here. Right. It kind of seems like (laughs) she's really banking on getting to play with Croc and, like, them being a duo together. Mm -hmm. She, like, with her lack of knowledge about Survivor and her lack of outdoor love, really just banking on, like, that being Croc's entire field of dominance. We've got Andy really pushing to be, like, the head honcho right away. Very much. He's, like, giving direction and describing what they should do. And Mark is super happy about this. Mark, who's just on a mission to, like, I'm going to get to know everyone in the next 24 hours. Kind of like our clearest breakdown of who is on the Blue Tribe comes from a little rundown given by Mark. Which we unfortunately don't ever really get for the Red Tribe. But... Mark is so on it as far as just like, I'm going to make contact with and get a feel for everyone. And honestly, Nina's kind of doing the same thing. Um, Yeah, Mark is just totally allowing Andy 100% to take the lead on shelter. Just the age old wisdom that, of course, you know, it's never good to be a leader, automatic target on your back. Well, and Mark is doing the like. Low and wide. (laughs) Excuse me. Low and wide. The low and wide. (laughs) You know, like, getting to know everyone quietly. Sure. Instead of, like, being the center and being loud. Absolutely. He's not being a cheerleader about it. He's definitely being very careful. Just dipping his toes in the water, if you will. Yeah. And then swapping. We, You know, I... The way I figure we can just go through and recap the episode rather than like this is everything. Yeah. My no. own move back and forth between the two tribes. Cool. My notes do too. So we opt to red with Jesse being a super fan. Jesse or Jordy? Jesse. I think you might have the two of them mixed up. No, you do. Are you sure about yes, this? Yes, I'm positive. I don't know. I like, I'm really. We'll have to check at some point, but like I'm surprised that all my notes would be incorrect and I've put them because who do I have? Then all my notes are incorrect. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. I'm incorrect. 
Jesse is the super fan. He's so excited to play with Sandra, intimidated, starstruck, even to the point of like, he's kind of like blowing up her spot. Where yeah, like, like making her uncomfortable a little bit. Like, she's trying oh to go, oh my gosh, you, Sandra. She's trying to go hard under the radar and he's just like, oh, I'm so starstruck. It's going to take me a couple days. And she's trying to demure away from that, but not totally working. But then to the camera also being like, Everyone should be scared of Sandra, and if they're not, they're stupid. I'm tickled that he's like, Sandra, what was Rupert like? Like, oh, he was nice. How the fuck do you answer? That's <laughs> like such hilarious, like fanboying out. Um, she has watched all of Australian Survivor, as we mentioned. Uh they're trying to make fire on the red team, the classic, like, you know, you've got the stick in a circle divot and you're twirling it really quickly and you're getting smoke, but of course no fire. Well, and Sandra was like, I was really hoping no one knew who I was. And then, um, I don't remember who said it, but they're like, well, you came in on a helicopter yeah. and the way, they, the way that they said helicopter just like was so charming. I loved it. And then, like... Oh, it's funny, though. I mean, just like to breeze past that. It's like, yeah, I mean, what are your... You have no chance, Sandra. Like, Australian Survivor, I feel like those people definitely know American players. You've won twice, and you arrive in a helicopter. You right. have no anonymity whatsoever. Not at all. Okay, but back to the fire starting. You've got a couple of guys working really, really hard to get the fire starting and started. And then you've got Sophie standing around watching it. And then you get her, like movie introduction large name <laughs> shot to the That's real exact, world it's like, in her yeah it's like i'm playing a video game suddenly yeah meeting a new so funny a new side character mm -hmm. i'm gonna be interact now i get to play as sophie oh yeah sophie is a millionaire and a lesbian yeah she was married and then found her interest in women as well so maybe she's bisexual maybe not explicit she seems cool. She describes herself as very dominant and like type A and, you know, opinionated. And that comes through, but not in a obnoxious way, at least yet. It makes me wonder, though, how how much clout you have to have in order to get on the show in Australia. Oh, I wonder. I mean, there are a couple of major players, but not something like, you know, this is season seven. You see American players, you know, base former baseball players and shit like that. True. And rich people. So true, true. Um, we do have a quote from Sophie here in my notes. I haven't told anyone to get fucked yet. So <laughs> good day. So right. Far. And uh, then we wake up with day two and still on the red tribe. Yes. What else do you have? Uh, um, Still trying to start the fire. And right. Sophie got licked in the face by some sort of animal <laughs> or reptile in hopefully, the night. Hopefully not a cast member. Hopefully not a fellow teammate. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, I. That's why people wear their buffs over their whole faces totally. at night. Because it's still thin enough to breathe through, but you won't have things crawling in your mouth or licking your face. I mean, it's a good trick. <laughs> Day two um, at the Water Tribe. Um, Shay's very excited to be on Australian Survivor. Yep, and she's super fucking strong. Yes, she like she is we get a so lot, strong. Her little clip of hers, her like I think Mark mentions that she's clearly fit, and then the little clip we get of her, she's like working out and like walking on her hands and shit. I think it's endearing that she like misses her her back spoon. Yeah, she says. that's really cute. Who's her partner? 
uh, her husband, who she met in the surf. But what's his name? I don't know. She oh. becomes friends with Brianna. Is it Jay? Is she with Jay? Well, no, it's not no. Andy. It's not Andy. Jay's with Alex. Okay. We'll crack that later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then Shay finds the fucking idol clue. While looking amongst the paper bark, like yes. gathering materials for camp, finds the idol, shows it to Brianna. It's an immunity idol clue revealing that it's going to be hidden in the podium at Tribal. And then Brianna's like, oh, I'll cause a distraction. I can be really dramatic. I'll pretend to faint. And uh, yeah. I'm just like, this is so funny. I, like, love them hatching this plan. I, I mean, like, I'm, you know, we're going to probably do this from time to time. Very American of me. But she's like, I think her exact quote is maybe I could be quite dramatic, which is just like, <laughs> it feels like such a, like, antiquated, very fancy way. Maybe I could be quite dramatic, you know, like, oh, that's so that is very cute, pleasurable though. just to hear. Oh, I know. I think at least a fifth of my enjoyment of this show is listening to their accents. Maybe we lost something by not being a colony of the queen for like 100 oh, years. Right. We're awful. We suck. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And then but this idol has there's duplicates yes there are other Duplicate clues other clues and chrissy finds the other yeah but others saw her and this is funny she's like oh it's a love letter from jonathan the host that's and so then... funny and this is where you really find out that she knows absolutely nothing yeah she's about like about survivor I, I don't think this area that we're currently in is tribal yeah oh the uh, collar pull chrissy e i'm a little worried for you but as we'll see in a few minutes, the worries are uns you know, not needed. She Maybe. does just fine. I mean, that's indicating that she has to go to tribal, which tells us which tribe. I mean, okay, <laughs> whatever. Let's go to the challenge. Hopping into immunity, just barreling along here. So we, the episode split into two parts, how we watched it. And it's like second episode starts and all of a sudden Alex is limping up to the immunity challenge. Right. Oh. oh, what did we miss? Apparently on the way to the challenge. He bends over and like his back goes out. His back starts spasming. Someone who's yeah. talking about it is like, which is strange. You know, he doesn't quite. He's, he's he very young. He doesn't say unfortunate. He doesn't. And I, I'm assuming this isn't something that you would fake. No, but it's definitely the worst possible timing. Right. Like, I wish that they I mean, they must have had cameras on them. Why do we not have a clip of, like, it legit happening? I don't know. You don't often see them walking to the, like, immunity challenge specifically. So maybe I, they don't have cameras walking with them all the time. Maybe there's a reason for it. I mean, you'd think that they'd have to make sure that everyone stays safe. Okay. I feel like uh, well, you have I to mean, have I, everything on film for, like, liability or something. I don't know about that. I don't know. I know. I'm sure there's always, like, multiple members of production with them, but I don't know if they necessarily film everyone. We know we What if they encounter, like, a crocodile <laughs> while they're walking through right. the waters? Don't you want that on film? I, you know what? I want these answers, too. I just don't have them. <laughs> Uh, so what they have to do at this challenge is they have a battering ram that they pick up as a tribe. God, it's fucking crazy. They have to smash through two walls, the second of which is further reinforced than the first. Right. Come Becomes pertinent to how this plays out. <laughs> it's mentioned for a reason. You're going to want to remember that. And then they have to flip the battering ram on its side, use it as a ladder. Everyone has to climb up onto a platform and then jump down onto a net. Once the whole tribe has done that. You've got these like clay pots hanging from ropes. You have to throw hammers at them. You have to get five and then you've won. Yes. So 
I think this is a, a big old physical challenge. Fucking love it. Super physical, very fun, very engaging. I'm like, I'm into it. Uh, the idol, super fucking cool. It's kind of globular. It's like I'm really in like, like center of the earth ish. Yeah, it's really interesting. I wonder what it's based off of. What does it represent? I want that story. Normally, we get like a oh, this sometimes. is like a yeah. And sometimes they can be so gaudy. Like I think yeah. the last South Africa was like this insane giant skull with like <laughs> snakes coming out of its yes. eyes. And usually, it's like kind of like over the top pirate or like island themed. This I really re- like it. It's really classy and really cool looking. Just great job, fucking production department or, you know, uh, desire. Just going to say the winner should definitely get to keep the idols. Hell yeah. From the season. Hell yeah, they should. So, okay. Red has to sit someone out because Alex is hurt and he's hurt to the point where he's not able to compete. Really smart on Sandra to not volunteer for that. It, I took notice of it and I'm like, this is Sandra playing a smart game maybe pushing against expectation and also like at the very least not doing that on challenge one, even though the opportunity is right there. I don't think she even puts her name forward or even says anything. She doesn't say a single thing. I'm fucking doing it. Yep. Kate sits out. Kate sits out. Um, At the very beginning, it's neck and neck. And And I think blue smashes right away. Absolutely. And Jonathan, I don't have his last name on hand, but the host does a great job. You know, tribal and challenges are where a host really lives or dies. And he's, you know, good commentary, keeping it interesting. Yeah, um, I I really enjoy this host. I think we spent a little time and we're about to return to some time of some not great hosting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a really great breath of fresh air to have someone like really on it and really engaging. And it makes a big difference. Yes. Um, so yeah, Blue initially smashes through the first wall and then kind of led by Croc, the red team catches up, breaks through the first and second wall. And then from this point forward, Blue is just quagmired at wall number two. They like can't do a single thing. There's kind of a hilarious moment where they're like, all right, guys, give it everything you got. And then they run and hit it and drop it. And, and then, like, like, everyone just stops. That's in the very first phase of them trying to get through the wall yeah. and failing. When they, quote, unquote, give it everything you've got. And it's this consistent problem of, like, they don't have rhythm. They're not hitting it consistently. They're doing one big hit and then letting it drop. It seems like there's a person or a few that can't hold on to it consistently and maybe are placed. And they do figure that they do rearrange yes. later on. And I think that does help. But I think like they move a couple people to the middle and someone else up front. And specifically Chrissy, I guess, is really struggling here. Some blame. It's it's hard to tell watching as a spectator. There are times where it almost seems like Blue has full on given up. But I guess that's just when they're taking a break to rest. But the blame is thrown on Chrissy. See, it's not thrown on her till later. Yes. But I have it in my notes up here. Really? You notice I do. I say Chrissy seems to be really struggling for the group. So I think that like there are multiple shots of Chrissy like dropping the rope. Before everyone else drops it or like really bent over and really struggling and needing that encouragement. Like I noted that. But if you weren't able to watch it, this is such a blowout that while Blue is still stuck on wall number two, mm-hmm. the red team's able to break through wall two, put it up as a ladder, fully climb up the ladder, fully everyone go down, fully go down the net and break 
four of the five? Yes, it's first, it's Jordan and Croc. They're the Hammer Brothers. And let's see, Jordan gets one, and then they swap in Ben and Jay, and Jay gets one. Jay gets a second one. So they're still, when they're at three, Blue is still on the wall. And then what happens is... Mark uses his body, finally. Like, the doors kind of break. It's like 20% open, right? And then... Mark's just like fuck it. I'm just barreling my entire body into this door and breaks it. Another endearing moment for Love Mark. him. Love Mark. Mark is maybe my episode MVP. I think he is fucking great. And I did not expect to like him at the beginning. On paper, yeah, I think you said earlier, on paper, Mark does not read as someone I'm going to be super into. No. Um. So, yes, they finally get through, and now it's Ben and Sophie throwing on red. Ben gets the fourth, and then Sophie... Just, like, hones in... Does one throw. Aims twice. Boom. Throws once. Kills it. Kills it. But they do, like, you even feel it, like, on the coming down of the ramp, you feel the red team, some of them slowing down a little bit. And this is something that the host brings up a little bit of, like, hey, like, you have this momentum. You don't want to lose. Absolutely. However, every step you take closer to that finish line you're leaving them to go to tribal and one of your loved ones will be going home. Some people must be struggling with that because you're right on that one portion where it is the whole tribe and it would be like the only time where you could slow things down a little bit. If you are conflicted by that, the ladder and the net part, I mean, it feels like they could have gotten through it faster than they did. Absolutely. Like the last three or four people Waited until the other person was all the way up the ladder before starting to climb, where the first, like, three people, like, climbed it right on top of each other, like, boom, 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 we're going. So, Red wins immunity. Uh, We just get a note that the doctor's going to look at Alex's back on the way out, and he's got a huge target on his back. Yeah. It's a big problem for him. If you can't help, you're hurting it. So... You know, we've got just a little bit of social before we head into tribal. So we're hanging out with Blue Tribe as they prep before tribal. And the first note that I have written down is that Andy talks about how he relishes tribal. Yes, he uh, it's where the game is played, you know, <laughs> and he's got his eyes set on Alex. When they come back to their camp. Foreshadowing, maybe. Right. Maybe hoisted by his own petard. Maybe there's some karma about to come back to you, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) When they come back to camp, their fire has gone out, which is kind of a bummer because that's like your reward. Yeah. You have the tools to fix it, but you probably should have tried to keep it going. Um, and Alex is still all fucked up. Like he's like unable yeah. to do anything. He's laying down. The chiropractor on the team is there to s- help. Is kind of. But do we get any news from the doctor at all? Uh, no, they definitely don't like give us any like this is what is going on. The doctor said to Alex or anything. Yeah, which makes me feel like everyone seems it's just like up in the air. Like some yeah. people are like, oh, he's probably going to feel way better tomorrow. Other people are like, we need to vote him off immediately because he's a liability. That's the big like divide that is happening in the tribe here. It's like half the tribe is like, get rid of Alex. Cause he's clearly broken. And the other half of the tribe is like, uh, Andy, you're kind of a dick and Alex will feel better. It's interesting that Chrissy is like incredibly sympathetic towards Alex and seems to be really hung up on the potential of him going home. Right. Um, And speaking of Chrissy, like 
Shay and Brianna, for some reason, are really against Chrissy. And I don't, like, I don't know why. It's interesting. I wonder if they would have talked what would have come out of both of them having the idol clues. Because they really do align themselves against one another. But Shay and Brianna also mention that if they do get the idol at Tribal, that they're going to give it, they're going to play it for Alex. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, if they, if everyone just talks, like... Brianna and Shay want to save Alex. Fucking Chrissy wants to save Alex. Alex. If they had talked, if Brianna and Shay had been able to make Chrissy feel secure in the fact that she's not going to go home and she didn't feel the need to play the idol for herself, then I feel like this could have played out totally differently. Well, and they could have combined with the group that emerges that doesn't want Alex out, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. We've got Nina talking, and this is this is that group I'm talking about. We've got Nina talking about wanting Andy out. Well, and just one, I think one of the reasons why Shane and Brianna do want Chrissy out, because they also have the perception that, like, oh, we don't need a mom. She's not a physical aid. She sucked at the challenge. Is she kept dropping the battering yes. ram? They specifically, like, they, it kind of has to be, like, needled out of her later at Tribal, but, like, 100%, they are blaming Chrissy. Well, and honestly, like, I, I think it was Chrissy because no way did I go back two pages in my notes. And, no. Right. So, like, yeah, Chrissy was definitely, like, making some mistakes. But, it, you know, first try or, like, first real intense challenge yes. right and like she didn't know what she was fucking signing up for at all <laughs> absolutely but you're right nina nina wants andy out and also is super into working with mark and i love that she's playing a really dimensional game where she's thinking and not overthinking to the point where she's tripping herself up but no. just like I don't want to go along with Andy voting out Alex because how does that benefit my game? Mm -hmm. That's just voting along somebody else's interest. And this is an opportunity for me to blindside someone. Right. And also, like, Nina does not at all ever bring up to Mark that she would want Andy gone. She completely lets Mark, like, leads Mark to the stream and lets him drink from it or whatever you know yeah. like he comes up with the idea one thing i like about mark is he has a six-pack but it's not like a chiseled six-pack he's got like a chubby a sleepy six-pack if you will like a dad bod yeah, like he dad used pack. to be super fit and now he's like super fit with some dad on him he's like justin on surviving maine hashtag <laughs> go watch surviving maine That's he also crazy. i think he looks a lot like matt dillon Hmm, no idea who that is. Uh, from the Outsiders, he's the lead of Wayward Pines. Hmm. Matt Dillon. Hashtag okay. Mark is Matt Dillon. Hashtag Marky Matt Dillon. Marky Matt Dillon. Uh, there's a, just a lot of like queen and throne and princess talk surrounding Nina. I wonder if that's going to be a liability at some point. Yeah. Hopefully she's only doing that in her talking head and never, ever, ever around other people. Same thing with Sandra. I mean, Sandra, like, I think is very careful. Like somebody else calls her the queen and she yeah. kind of like brushes it off, but is very quick to do that to herself only in talking heads. I think yeah. they're both very smart to not peacock too much around other people talking about peacocking though there is so much hard play going on so fucking quickly like so many people wanting to blindside so many people wanting to like go around and Absolutely. secretly yeah like just 
a lot of hard play right off the bat. Yes. Nina goes and talks to Andy and they have this plan that like there's five girls and five guys, five are they're going to split it with five guys voting for Alex and five girls voting for Chrissy. And she's like, okay, I'm on board with that. Not intending to whatsoever. Not at all. And then Nina and Mark and another player that I can't remember off the top of my head are like, yeah, we're going to fucking get fucking Andy out. And they like gather. They like spread out. They go and talk to, um, oh, who do they go talk to? Who has the sister? Who is it? Um, Khan. They go and talk to Khan they do go talk to and Khan. bring Khan into the fold yeah. and like super into this. Well, and at this point, it, it feels like it's Nina versus Andy for who's going to be like Andy will do it very openly and ostentatiously. Nina will do it from the shadows, but who's going to be leading the direction of the tribe? Who's going to be, you know, maybe putting the person up for who's going to be on the chopping block? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so are you ready for tribal? Let's go to tribal. Chrissy is very, her, you made mention of it. Her face is very animated. She's oh, making I love a lot it. of like very over the top facial expressions. It's even hilarious. when she's like dipping her torch into the fire. Ooh, like that sound effect comes to my head. Very quickly, the idol is spotted. And Chrissy, like the look on her face, she just looks insane and focused in and like nothing's going to stop me from getting this. The minute that, uh, fucking what's-her-face stands up to get it. I think it's Brianna. Shay? No, it Shay? Shay. Shay. The minute Shay stands up to get it, Chrissy gets up it. But Shay didn't see it. Yes. Shay didn't see exactly where it was, so, where Chrissy did, but Brianna did. And like, and Shay runs for it, but goes to the back, and Brianna's sitting there yelling, in front, in front, and Chrissy hasn't even left her spot yet. And then she beelines to the front of it. Because she knows exactly where it's at. She had noticed it. And it's like Brianna kicking herself for not going for it herself. It's like, if you saw it, Brianna, you should have just fucking grabbed it. Chrissy gets um, it. It's fully in her possession. And is smiling away. Um, and then there's this, like, conversation. And, like, honestly, before this, I bet Chrissy was about to give her idol to Alex. You think so? Before this moment right oh, here. I think you're right. I think you're Chrissy right. Chrissy was going to give her idol. She was going to get that idol and then she was going to give it to Alex and save Alex. However, Brianna then goes on this like, oh, you know, it is good that Chrissy has that idol because today I think Chrissy gave it her all, but some is people her only all have enough? so much to yeah. give. And like, it's like she's being super passive aggressive until the host kind of like corners her and gets her to like, what are you saying and about who? And it's like, yeah, Chrissy like was not an asset at the challenge today. Yeah. Are you saying Chrissy didn't do her best? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she did do her best. I'm saying her best is not nearly good enough to be on this tribe. Is we what took, she's yeah, saying. We, it's like we took too many breaks and yeah, Chrissy doesn't have what it takes. And then I can't remember who said that, but. There's this, like, conversation about, like, okay, we all want what's best for the tribe, but people, there isn't a division. Yeah. But people have different ideas about what's important. People and I love how that was phrased. This is the priorities. Yeah. And it's, like, it, it's about between, like, do I like this guy or do I want the tribe to be strong? And right. if you're Alex in that moment, I mean, you must be very worried about your standing. One thing I will say about Alex is, uh, you know, he hurts his back and I realize he's in pain. He does very little to try to advocate for himself or to, like, 
be talking. At least we see nothing of it, Mm -hmm. of him doing any work to keep himself in the game. It's fun. I mean, the only time I hear him standing up for himself is when Chrissy is asked if Alex is in trouble. And Chrissy's like, Alex is in a little bit of trouble, maybe. And like his response to that is like, what's life without a little trouble? Sure. That's like his only time that he stands up for himself. Hardly a defense of why you should be on the show. Exactly. They go to vote. There's a cool paperweight. On the, vo- on the papers at the voting booth that I dig. Nina has these super cute little bee earrings that I'm obsessed with. I need a <laughs> pair. Little, ugh, love it. Votes are in. Chrissy plays the idol for herself. Definitely now feeling like the heat is on her. Mm-hmm. Definitely didn't need to. Playing it for Alex would have been an interesting move. Yeah, would have ingratiated the tribe towards you probably because everyone else likes Alex too. Votes come in. Two votes Alex, one vote Brianna, six votes for Andy. Andy is blindsided and so sad. Andy gives himself a little clap. And yeah, blindsided on the very first episode. That's pretty interesting. And it really reveals Nina as a, as a contender. As a contender. She could have been a contender. She is a contender. She's a contender. I love it. You know... We got the host saying, you know, sharks are already circling. So if you're in here for blood, you better watch out. Andy is 100% surprised. Like, definitely feeling that blindside moment. Most definitely. Um, And Alex is the one who bro- voted for Priyana for some reason. Yeah, weird choice. That's the thing. It seemed like he was totally out of the vote. He feels completely disconnected. He's not advocating for himself, and he doesn't even know who other people are voting for. Why didn't they tell Alex to vote for Andy? I feel like Alex would be down to vote for anyone because he knew he was whatever he can do to stay alive. Yeah, I think if Alex's back is not better, he's in big trouble next week. Oh yeah. I will also want to give a big shout out to the bugs in the background noise. Love a good like ambiance vibe what about that bat too we saw a bat at some point love some bats it was recently the 20th anniversary of when ozzy osbourne bit the head off that bat oh sad well on that note episode one great ep we're gonna be speeding up to catch up episodes two and three we'll have out before episode four hell yeah and yeah then we'll just be doing weekly weekly recaps on our survivor down under australia's follow us at int survivor cast great place for discussions uh we're back baby hell fucking yeah and we'll see with all the swear words fucking god damn it motherfucker we're back shit bitch we're back hell yeah down under with that stay safe and see you next time wink Wink. Wink.